for real stories on how global business gets done. This is Supply Chain Unfiltered, presented by the Institute for Supply Management. Hi, thanks for joining us today. I'm Melanie for ISM, and this is Supply Chain Unfiltered. And today we are going to focus on providing some learnings, a little bit more information on who we are. Who is ISM? What do we have to offer? How long have we been here? And how can we impact your business and your career for the better? With us today, I have Angela Miller, Director of Marketing and Events for ISM, and Jennifer Stevens, Marketing Manager for ISM. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Wonderful. So let's just dive right in. Um, let's take it from a perspective of a business owner. Let's say I'm going to put my business owner hat on. And let's say I'm in full growth mode, and I've got suppliers that I work with. And, but, but looking ahead and looking at the current environment, you know, with the economy on a global scale, I have concerns. I'm worried. You know, maybe I don't quite know what I'm doing. I'm feeling a little lost. Um, maybe I do need uh, some sort of partner or resource where I can get the information I need. Tell me what is the ISM story? How did it get started? How can ISM help me facilitate a better way of doing business? Sure, I'll take this one. Sure. <laughs> um, so ISM actually started in 1915. And uh, you know we're known as Institute for Supply Management, but ISM for short. And, um, you know, really the story began within purchasing. And uh, we were the first professional association that was put together. We're the largest uh, globally today. And a lot of times people think, well, you know, 1915, that's a lot of time. And, you know, how are they still around? And I think it's relevancy, um, you know, that we're um, really focused and mission-driven about supporting the profession and advancing the profession. So part of what we do is we work with students uh, from scholarship programs and certification um, all the way up to your most senior executive in supply chain. So think of a global Fortune 1000 organization that uh, has a very complicated supply chain. And um, we support everybody in the middle as well. So some of the programs that we do are things like um, certification, where we kind of really continually do a job task analysis and understand what does it take to do the work. Um, and we have a certification that people can take more at the beginning of their career um, to really solidify that foundation. Um, that we have continuing education throughout your career um, that helps to support with new skills. We do kind of hot topics. So we'll do webinars and things on different legislations or other things that are impacting the supply chain. And then we do a lot of research. Um, and we do things like business assessments. So you can really understand the maturity of your supply chain organization. You can understand the maturity of your team and understand where the gaps are, where what are things to work on. And you can start to benchmark against some of the best. And we, so we really help everybody from the very beginning to the, the end, from organizations small to large. Great. Okay, I'm glad I put my business on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, so Jennifer, yeah. uh, I, I would be amiss at not mentioning that there are other associations out there, and there are private companies that are focused on uh, supply management, providing assets, um, 
whether it be content or networking, mm -hmm. um, events, why ISM? What do we have that the others don't? I think Angela kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, one, we've got the longevity. So we were the first in uh, we were the first association, the first procurement association. Uh, we were the first to come up with um, our principles of sustainability um, before it was in vogue. Um, and so we have a lot of firsts, which shows that ISM has been innovative for over 100 years, and we continue to innovate and improve and grow. And as Angela mentioned, we ser serve everybody from students, entry level, those emerging professionals, all the way up through C-suite and those that are, we even have members who are retired. So they even continue on even after their career may have ended, um, they continue to serve. So why ISM? I think it's pretty simple. It's a holistic place to come, no matter where you're at in your journey with your career. Um, there's ways to give back, there's ways to participate and network. Um, we're constantly evolving, we have that innovation, um, but we also are backed by 100 years of experience. So I think that's why ISM. I don't know if Angela agrees, but that's why I would yeah, say. I absolutely do. Wow, okay, so if, if I look at how things are right now, right, with everyone. First of all, supply chain, just the term itself has become a household name because of what's gone on the last few years. Right. That we're all happy that looks like it's behind us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. If only. If only, right, <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I, I'll, the, uh, the uh, I'll say the fluidity of uh, the process in supply chain is a little bit more um, we're, we're used to the roller coaster now, and maybe that's that's the new norm, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. with all that being said, and the quickly changing um, perspectives on economy um, across the world, and then businesses' reaction to it, and they're trying to move a bit from offshoring to going to nearshoring and onshoring, and all the changes that happen with that. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of noise about it all. I mean, you just, you know, you you do your search online. You know, that's a whole other conversation, right? <laughs> but um, people find their news or look for headlines or, or get intrigued by, I'll say, a lot of drama that are associated with headlines, right? It's just kind of, a, I guess, a human thing, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but how would I, as a business owner, look for the information that I can count on that's real, that's not noise. Hmm. You know, what, what does ISM do to help validate the information that it provides? Well, I mean, a few different ways. Uh, one is our research. So one of the things that we're very well known for, we actually created the methodology for it, um, is, you know, the U.S. government actually came to ISM um, and asked us to start doing what's called the Purchasing Managers Index. And what that is, is under kind of a suite now, where we call report on business. So sort of this umbrella of different purchasing indexes, um, where we've been collecting data since the 1930s up until today. And um, I think we only stopped during once or twice during World War II. So literally continuous data that have helped to predict things like economic downturns, um, inventory challenges, things along that line. So I think at the heart of ISM, we're also very uh, tied into research. Mm -hmm. um, so 
getting things like being an ISM member means that you get access to this uh, valuable research. And a lot of people look at it from inventory levels and other things. What's happening in the profession? What are other people doing? Where's jobs and other levels, et cetera? So they really start to look at this type of valuable information, which helps you be predictive. So you can start to go back and say, okay, these are the things I need to look at and start to fix in my supply chain or warnings I need to let my CFO or other people know about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also have CAPS Research, which is um, kind of under the ISM in partnership with ISM. They are actually associated with ASU. And they are uh, really a research body that does a lot of benchmarking. So you can really start to kind of, again, measure yourself up against the profession uh, for other things. Um, so I think you know research is, is really at the heart. If you're kind of a senior level executive, you're trying to make strategic decisions, a lot of our research is very uh, good to kind of help, I guess, cut through the noise, as you said. Um, and then we have assessments we had talked about that, again, this is taking um, feedback from you know, our, our community. We have thousands and thousands of assessments that really help to measure skill levels, organizational maturity, things like that, so that it really helps you to be able to benchmark down to the individual person on your team to know what are they good at, what do they need to grow in, Um, so that I can develop my team and have them be high performers. So, you know, ISM provides a lot of the data, and so it cuts through the noise and the story headlines. Mm -hmm. And it it sounds like it provides a lot of great groundwork for efficiency. Yes. Right, which thereby affects, you know, cost savings and all that. And then I think it's important that you're talking to other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're a community. I mean, I've got the hashtag, we are (laughs) ISM. I mean, we really are a community of, of professionals. So the opportunity to talk to others is, you know, you can't, you can't beat that. So how, how do you think things have changed or what's been your experience, you know, being immersed in supply management and all the professionals and the education? Uh, if you look at where we're at now versus five years ago, <laughs> how... How have things changed other than immensely? Um, but um, I mean, really, and Jennifer, feel free to jump in here. I think supply chain was one of those things a lot of people didn't know a lot about. Right. right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was in the news. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing transitions in the profession itself. They're having different types of discussions within the business. I think they're really understanding how critical it it is. If you don't have the right suppliers, if you don't have the right relationships, if you don't have the inventory or the goods to get to your manufacturing floor, your or to service, you know, in the services side of the business, you you really can't go. You can't do business. You're not competitive. So I think that it has changed the game for the profession based on the high visibility. And boy, I think people are tired. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, completely agree, completely agree. And I think that also um, with those challenges of 
you know, being able to see visibility into your supply chains. And um, we've also have things around sustainability and ESG. And as mm -hmm. Angela said earlier, legislation around that as well. So um, all of these things are in the headlines that we see as lay people or people who are not in supply chain, but they are definitely things that are impacting supply management. And boy, we really felt it, didn't we, during the pandemic when we couldn't get things like toilet paper. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, supply chain issues. Or even as um, things were opening up, there were bare shelves. There were holes in the shelves right. as you're walking down the supermarket. Or uh, you would go into your restaurant and it would say, sorry, we're not serving this soup because we can't find these ingredients or whatever it might be. So um, it just became more top of mind, absolutely. Absolutely. And don't you think part of that is because uh, human behavior and uh, consumer expectations because of, you know, cell phones, laptops, we are used to, um, you know, immediate gratification in a way, right? Right. And we never really had to think about it until we couldn't have what we wanted in the moment that we wanted mm -hmm. it. Or, or like you said, the empty shelves, we couldn't see it. You know, it was very visible what was going on, and it was scary. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm hoping in a way that it gave us a sense of patience. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm hopeful. I don't know if everybody um, yeah, uh, that's in the supply chain you know, profession but, would agree with that. Well, but not, well they would I, hope. I mean, people maybe outside the profession, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just that we have to get a little bit more realistic yeah. with... Um, how things are and, and what to expect. And and I guess in a way, we can't really expect much of anything. I mean, we can and we can hope and we have goals, but uh, disruption is not, it doesn't seem like it's a black swan event anymore. It seems like it's just accepted. Well, and I'd also like to think that there's a level of gratitude now, yes. uh, that it is a miracle <laughs> I think that supply chain professionals are miracle workers. I yeah, really do. It exactly. is a miracle that I have this pair of glasses, that we have our cell phones, the glass that the water is in. I mean, that is a miracle. Yeah. Uh, and we would just take it for granted until the pandemic hit. And then not being able to have access to things. Oh, well, why is that? And then understanding a little bit more about the process. I mean, just the tip of the iceberg. Um about it so yeah well and there's really a shift in the process so i think that you talked about near shoring friend shoring mm. um i think that because people didn't get the things that they expected when they expected it um it really exposed things within our supply chain mm. um you know down to you know where are things made mm -hmm. even they may be factored manufactured in one place but materials are coming from a different place mm -hmm. where's that um, and if maybe lots of single points of failure. So if one manufacturing facility kind of maybe shuts down and that's the only person that you're working with, all of a sudden it has this uh, domino effect where it kind of just impa impacts all along the line. So it has really, I think, changed the perspective of, even within the profession of the things that they're going to have that they're questioning right now. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. do we need to move certain things? Do we need to double up on mm -hmm. um, the number of suppliers and backup suppliers and things along that line? Which before, it was a really globalized supply chain. It was all about the cost. 
Um, and now things are, you know, really changing, you know, based on the pandemic. So, uh, you know, in a way, I guess if there were silver linings, <laughs> you know, I think it's opened up or exposed us to things that we really have to be challenged and change. Mm -hmm. And because of all this, um, I'll say greater visibility um, to, I'll say, the general public even, um, and the discussions going on and regulations surrounding social responsibility as far as um, our sourcing of materials and how they are sourced and where they are sourced and what are the labor practices associated with where they're sourced. Right. And where before, you didn't really hear much about it. It was just about where are we getting it? Why don't we have it? When are we going to get it? What's it going to cost? And <laughs> It, it didn't go much beyond that. Um, but now things have kind of opened up well, in every way. Well, almost like a layer on top of. Right. You know, so mm -hmm. right now um, what we're, uh, you know, running into is some of the legislation and the initiatives, you know, just to be a good corporate citizen that people are doing around sustainability. But it's really almost like a top-down. Um, mm -hmm. Our research, we did research around this, and it's kind of like a top-down push that um, you know your board or your CEO is saying hey I want you to do this but more than 65 percent of the work to actually facilitate sustainability with an organization is within the supply chain right so um, it's kind of not only do they have the challenges that kind of were exposed in the pandemic now they're also looking into how do we make more sustainable choices Oh, and by the way, we have geopolitical and economic <laughs> and a global warming right. that's impacting logistics. So they have a difficult job. To, yeah. to your point, they're truly heroes. It's a miracle. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah it's like every day is a puzzle. Yeah. yeah, pieces change. Yeah, it's certainly right. an exciting. I don't think it's a career that you would be bored in. I mean, right. we're not, not uh, supply chain professionals, by the way. Right. But <laughs> I think that we're so enamored by the profession and yeah. serving the profession. You know, we're really, um, it's an exciting career. Yeah, definitely. So with that, yeah. if you could encapsulate um, your experiences in working in supply management and the people that you touch in doing so, if you could encapsulate in one word what ISM can do and provide impact to a professional or a business owner, that touches supply chain, what, what would that one word be and why? You want me to take this one? All right. Um, I would say essential. I think it's mm. essential. Um, we just briefly talked about some of the challenges that supply, uh, supply chain professionals are facing right now. Um, you can't figure those things out and come up with solutions in a vacuum. And I think that's where ISM helps. We have that longevity. We're future-oriented as well in our innovation. It's a place where professionals can come together and network and share best practices and ideas. Mm -hmm. And again, it's for any level within the profession. So for me, I would say essential. How about you? Uh, you know, I, I think I uh, go back to evolutionary. And I think... You know, I think a lot of times people say, oh, we were founded in 1915, and oh my goodness, that makes you old, you know? And really, it's to be around for over 100 years means that you have to continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. we're very, we have a number of committees and professionals that are involved with the profession, so we're continually getting voice of customer. We work with academia. 
to think about that future element. We've got some you know, uh, professionals on staff as well, so we look at our research. So based on all of this, hearing the needs, and again, we're about advancing the profession, that you know, we have to continue to evolve to keep up and help advance our profession. So we need to always think about the future and then how to support the now. And as far as support goes, right, so people have options. Mm -hmm. uh, they can um, immerse themselves into ISM, what it has to offer as a non-member, mm -hmm. but then there's also the membership component. So can you describe some of the differences in that experience? Yeah, so um, we have two different types of membership. We have uh, corporate program membership, um, and we also have individual membership to join our association. Within there, um, there's different levels with individual, for example. Um, there's professional and professional plus. So uh, with professional plus, you have a chapter nearby, and you can um, take advantage of those local chapter meetings and events and networking and what the chapter has to offer. Um, we have uh, membership for emerging professionals, so those just starting out in their career, also for students and academics as well. So really wherever you're positioned in your career, there's a membership that's made pretty much just for you. Um, and with that, um, there are a host of benefits that come with that. So every Monday we have a digest called Member Monday where we send out a tool, template, a resource um, that's relevant for what is happening in um, the profession at that time. Um, it is a resource that's sent out every Monday morning into uh, our members' inbox. Um, we also, as Angela had mentioned, um, research. And so with our members, you have exclusive member access to some of our specialty research reports around sustainability or talent, data and analytics. Um, and there are uh, presentations to help professionals, our members, communicate this to their teams, to their leadership. Um, and there's also the data reports around that. Um, they have access to Inside Supply Management Magazine. We have a fantastic publications <laughs> team. And um, they'll have access to those publications, it's digital and print. Um, gosh, there's just so many benefits. I could just rattle on and on, but I don't want to sound like a commercial. I suppose everybody could go to the website and really learn more about the benefits, but really just... Um, any sort of resource uh, is out there. Um, and I think it's important to mention that, you know, because things are continuously changing, we have things like a quarterly risk webinar, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. that uh, really helps people keep up to speed on what's happening, um, as well as some other hot topics. So, and if you're a corporation and you're really looking at a way to support your team, what's unique about the corporate program membership is it's kind of unlimited for, so you could truly uh, support all of your team and give them membership access. It offers some pathways to certification and some other, uh, you know, good kind of foundational education for the team. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you both for all this yeah. great information. It was great no to be able to get granular on this stuff. 
Um, I'm ready to sign up. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but seriously, this has been wonderful. Thank you. And I look forward to uh, chatting with you both soon. Great. Thank you. Okay, Thank you so awesome. much. Right. And if you have uh, any questions or would like more information regarding the Institute for Supply Management, ISM, simply visit the website at ismworld.org. It's also where you can find this broadcast and our other podcasts. Uh, just check out the website. You'll find them there. Also, you can look right here at the studio, Day, uh, Star Worldwide Network, uh, their website, and other podcast platforms you're already familiar with, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and such. Uh, I'm Melanie Stern for ISM. Happy to bring you real stories with real impact right here at Supply Chain Unfiltered.